Well, I'm so excited that you're here to join me for Voice of Breakthrough, this podcast. Podcast. So we are going to hit some powerful topics. Every single week, we will be having a new podcast with a new topic. So get ready. I'm telling you, this is great to exercise to. This is powerful to uh, listen to when you're cleaning your house or cooking that dinner or cutting the grass, which you could turn up loud on your, you know, your, your little iPhone or whatever you have there. Anyway, you're going to love this powerful, life-changing, every single week podcast of Voice of Breakthrough. We're starting a series called Holy Spirit Boot Camp. And so we're going to do really short teachings and kind of share some of the insights that Holy Spirit has given me for those who are going to be leaders and those who are leading. And we're all called to be ministers of reconciliation. And all of you have a sphere of influence. If you have children, if you have a job, um, even if you're in a group and, and you're one of the people who are sharing in that group. So we're going to first look at Second uh, Corinthians 1, verse 1. So let's all go there, and let's see what God is talking to his church. And he's talking to those who are going to be in leadership. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, through the will of God. Stop right there. This is so cool. Paul is an apostle, which means, you know, someone who's been set apart for God's purposes, apostles, have seen the Lord. Apostles have authority and power. They move in signs and wonders and miracles. But the main thing apostles do is they make sure that the plumb line of God's word is clear in church and people's doctrine. And they're really, really serious about us getting back into the word of God and preaching and teaching the pure word of God. So Paul is an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God. He was, he was, <laughs> ordained by God. Amen. God himself made him an apostle. And that's what we want to be. We don't not want to be people who just put titles on ourselves. We don't want to go to somebody's school of ministry and then come out and say we're an apostle. We shouldn't even have to have a title. Now, Paul knew he was called of God. And we're not going to get into that tonight. But as we go through some of this boot camp teaching that's going to be coming up, you're going to actually see why he knew he was an apostle, what he went through. Um, to be matured as an apostle and all these kind of things. So anyway, he then says, and Timothy, our brother, and he's speaking to the, to the assembly of God being in Corinth. And he says, he's speaking to all the saints there. And he says, grace to you and peace from God, our father and the Lord Jesus Christ. So we have an apostle here and his main message to everyone so far is have grace. Now, grace is something you can't earn, you can't deserve it. But grace means God's empowerment to do everything he wants you to do. God will empower you to have the promises he's promised you. Everything is about God. Everything is about Jesus Christ, what he paid for, what he did, so that we can be empowered to glorify God. And there's peace from God. And you know, I hear people all the time, I'm stressed, I'm stressed. Well, believers need to go deeper in hanging out with Jesus Christ and being in the presence of God, because we shouldn't be stressed. We need to learn to live in his peace, the peace that passes all understanding. And I'm not going to get into it tonight, um, but on one of these series in this boot camp, I'll actually tell you some situations that I was in where there should have been no peace, and yet I had peace uh, that was unbelievable. It was a divine peace from God. So that's what he's praying over these people. And he says, so you should have grace 
and peace from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Blessed is the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassions and the God of all comfort, the one comforting us on all of our affliction. Okay, this is so powerful of a spiritual law, and this is key to ministry. This is key as to why God allows suffering. He doesn't cause suffering. He doesn't cause the enemy to attack us. He doesn't um, put that in his plan for our lives. But the enemy is going to attack, especially those who um, start to walk out and do what God wants. He'll, he'll attack everybody, though. He just hates human beings because we're made in the image of God. But here's, he's talking to us about um, our, our Father has full of compassion and comfort. And compassion actually changes things. Compassion isn't just, oh, I feel so bad about what they're going through. or Oh, it's so terrible what they're going through. No, compassion is a power to literally move into someone's situation and change things. And so um, I myself have went through about a 16-year journey. I'm not going to talk about that tonight, but I went through a lot of things when I asked the Lord for compassion. I'll never forget actually going, my son was being admitted uh, to a children's hospital, a very serious condition. And it was right after I asked the Lord for compassion. And um, because I had been ministering for years and everybody thought, not everybody, but a lot of people thought, wow, she's, she's, you know, she's anointed, she's powerful. And they really thought that I was I, better than I was. And I knew I didn't have the character of Christ. I knew I didn't care about people and love people the way he wanted me to or the way he did or the way people thought I did. And I remember asking the Lord, this is years ago. I don't even know how many years ago. And I remember saying, Lord, I want that kind of compassion. It's not good enough to just minister with the anointing. It's not good enough to just minister with the truth, even with some power. I need your compassion. I want your heart. Well, next thing I know, the enemy attacks my son. I won't get into the whole story. And, um, and so we're going to a uh, hospital clinic and we're actually, my son's being checked for very uh, serious cancer, not that any cancer isn't serious. And his blood, his blood uh, levels, he had less than a third of the blood in his body. At certain points, he only had a fourth of the blood in his body. It was life and death. And I remember when we're walking down the corridor of the hospital to go to um, what they call the clinic at this children's hospital. I remember I went, I went into the, to the ladies' room and my husband stayed out in the hallway with my son. And I said, okay, God, I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I really don't want compassion. If I have to walk through something to, to die to self and to know you more, um, I really don't want compassion. Let everybody think that I'm better than I am. And just let me have the power and your word. And the Holy Spirit said so clearly to me, you're not, you're not backing down from this. We're doing this. We're going to walk this through. And so I believe when we see these scriptures and we're talking about true ministry and true maturity, that this father of compassions and of all comfort, he, he knows we're going to have affliction. And he says in the next verse, 2 Corinthians 1, 4, the one comforting us as we go through our affliction. Well, that means we're going to have affliction. And affliction can be persecution. Affliction can be sickness. Affliction can be um, somebody uh, bullying you. It can be financial problems. Affliction basically means troubles. The enemy's going to throw troubles at you. He's going to put things in your life to try to get you to come against God. Pretty much like you'll see in the story of Job. And we won't talk about that tonight either. 
I keep saying this, you guys need to go check out our website at beautyfreshes.org and you need to go join our mentor mentorship page, our partnership page, because there's hundreds and hundreds, uh, maybe not hundreds and hundreds, but at least hundreds of hours of video and audio teaching over the years that will really help you and go deeper into each of these issues. So I encourage you to go to beautyfreshes.org and check that out. But anyway, so he, he says we're going to have affliction. So let's not overcorrect um, you know, when people say, uh, I think there's been an overcorrection in part of the body of Christ. I believe it's the body of Christ. I thank God for um, the, um, the teaching movement that included the faith message. But this isn't all about bright, sunny days. And uh, this isn't all about how much money we can get and not having any problems. And you can't read the true word of God and think, that's what he's promised us. You cannot look at any of the apostles, any of the early church leaders, or most people in the churches throughout the nations without seeing there are afflictions. Okay, God doesn't cause the afflictions. The enemy brings the afflictions. But God knows he's going to. And we're not going to get into all that, but there's actually a reason why Satan has been allowed on planet Earth until the thousand years when he's um, locked away during the millennium. And then he's still let loose one more time to cause affliction, to cause people to make a choice between God or not God. So, um, so we see that in the word. Okay, so I want us to see this. So our Father, full of compassion, God of all comfort, he is the one who comforts us on all of our, and during all of our affliction. He comforts us, and his goal in this is not only to change us, and you can get into the whole uh, teaching about count it all joy your various trials he wants to establish you so he wants to establish you in your walk with God he wants to establish you in your ministry calling he wants to establish you in being able to be a minister of reconciliation or even some of you called to the fivefold ministry so he says here for us to be able to comfort those and he, now he wants us because he comforts us and because he takes us through and the word comfort can go even deeper. It really, he causes us to endure. He causes us to overcome. He causes us to be at peace in the midst of the storm. And then he wants us to be able to comfort those who are also in affliction through the same comfort, which we ourselves have received by God. So basically God is saying here, look, when you go through a trial and you go through affliction, I want to teach you how to walk through that. I want to teach you how to trust God in that. I want to teach you to be more mature in that. And when you get to the other side, that this is the part of ministry that most people don't seem to understand. God, does, he doesn't say this is only for those called to the fivefold. He says, you're going to walk through some stuff and you're expected to come out of that glorifying God, glorifying the Lord Jesus Christ, led of the Holy Spirit to minister to others. And how do you minister to others? With how he got you through. So first of all, you need to overcome. First of all, you need to recognize he's not asking you to go help others with a lot of uh, poor me and I can't believe this and this is so unfair and I don't know why God did this. God doesn't do evil. Okay, God does not do evil. And so we have to recognize that it's not God when this kind of thing happens. But our God says to us, look, when you walk through these things and you're going to, then you're going to learn 
that he is the God of compassions and he is the God of comfort and he's going to get you through it and he's going to take you there. And why is it so important we're teaching this right now? Because has anybody noticed that we're in a new day and a new season and the church is going through a lot of afflictions? Every time you almost open your social media, you see of another uh, pastor or leader well-known who is suffering or had a heart attack or had some kind of stroke or something's going on or there's a family issue or addiction issue. You're, you're seeing it everywhere right now. And we need to learn how to handle these things. Lord, help us with this. And so I'm not going to have time now. Like I said, you need to really check out our mentorship and our teaching um, that we have at beautyfreshness.org. But I just want to help you understand this is part of being in the Holy Spirit boot camp is to learn how to handle these things. So he's going to comfort us in that. He's going to get us through that. He's going to teach us um, to overcome. And then we're to take that and we're to apply it to other people's lives and help them. So I'm really talking to everybody here and those who are watching and those who are going to be seeing this for years to come. Stop sitting around and not point out if he brings you through victory. Once he brings you to a place of victory, you now have a testimony. You don't have a testimony till you get to the victory. But when you overcome and you get to victory, now he wants you to share. He wants some of you to sit up here and tell everybody out there what he has brought you through. So we need to get the understanding and the determination that I am going to be an overcomer. I am going to learn to, to die to self and have the compassions of the Lord. And if you go on this journey in the Holy Spirit boot camp, you will become more like Christ. That's the idea of it. But you'll really care and you'll really love and, and the hardness of your heart. Um, God will soften that. All right. Because even as the sufferings of Christ abound in us, also, our comfort abounds through Christ. So, Jesus went through things. Okay? Jesus went through things. And you can go, you can do a whole big study on this. But just right off the top of my head, he went through uh, his family rejecting him at one point and thinking he lost his mind. He went through, um, uh, you know, all the religious leaders and all the main church folks of the day. Um, saying he wasn't real, calling him a devil, devil, blaspheming him. He went through people trying to get people to turn on him. He had almost everybody turn on him when he got into deep spiritual teaching that they didn't understand. Um, and all the way to the point of people, uh, his good friend and person he was training in ministry, uh, denying him. I mean, he went through so much trouble from the day, from the day anybody knew who he, he, from the day he began to do the miraculous, from the day he began to preach the gospel, from the day he began to declare who he was. And the more bold he was about who he was, the greater the affliction, right? And so as he suffered, we're going to suffer, or we should. Now, he did not suffer sickness, and we're not going to get into that now, but you can find that on our, on our ministry page. Um, but he did suffer being hated, being lied about, persecution. He did suffer, um, you know, having to come up with a lot of food and to feed a group of hungry people when he didn't have the resources there. He had to uh, figure out how to stop a storm. You know, he had a lot of things come at him. 
And so I want you to take time as you're um, asking Holy Spirit to mature you and cause you to be someone who could truly minister in, in, the, in the love of God and the anointing of God and the power of God, that you would begin to study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John and ask Holy Spirit, show me Jesus uh, how he suffered. Show me how he suffered, how he got through it, how he glorified God in it. Teach me, um, teach me your ways, oh God. Show me how to do this. And then watch Holy Spirit begin to teach you. Look what he did here. Look what he did there. And that's what we're going to try to do on these um, boot camp sessions. But like I said, we're going to kind of keep them short. So you're going to have to watch and watch. Or you can watch the whole thing once they're all done at our um, mentorship page. All right. He goes on. He says, um, because even as Jesus Christ suffered and it's going to be in our lives too. We also are to comfort others through Christ. So I want us to get the idea. He's not looking for our head knowledge of how to help people. He's not looking for self-help books that you can hand out. He wants Holy Spirit in you and Holy Spirit in me to take what we have in Christ and give that to others. So that can be healing the sick, casting out demons, doing deliverance, healing the brokenhearted, there's a whole unbelievable, powerful, divine nature of God living in us that he wants to bust through our flesh and bust through our intellect and bust through everything to begin to comfort others. And the word comfort there, once again, it means to help them overcome. It says, and it goes on as he sees, you know, as an apostle, as a major leader, as a major player, he says, if we are troubled, it is for your comfort and for your salvation being worked out in the endurance of the same sufferings, which we also suffer. Okay, if we are comforted, it is for your comfort and your salvation. And our hope for you is certain, knowing that even as you are shares of the suffering, you'll also be shares of the comfort. What he's talking about here is, you'll hear, um, you'll hear Paul say things like, imitate me as I imitate Christ. And look how I walk this out. And that's what true ministry is. That's what true leadership is. It's you walking things out. It's you walking things out and Holy Spirit leading you and people saying, how are they getting through that? How did they do that? You, if you go back to, um, you know, to if you look at my book, Joy Comes in the Morning, which you can get that um, online at Amazon or our bookstore at beautyfreshes.org. But my book, Joy Comes in the Morning, people were amazed that I had the grace of God to sing at my daughter's funeral, to share the vision I had of her in heaven that he gave me. And, um, and it was peace that passes understanding. And like I said, it's in my book, Joy Comes in the Morning. I encourage you to get that. You can also check out um, a lot of our other videos where I talk about that in more detail. I don't have time in this teaching to do that. All right, but God wants to be glorified. He wants to be glorified. He's glorified when we overcome. He's not glorified because we get beat up. He's not glorified because the devil tries to destroy us and we buy into the pity party um, that the enemy wants us to take. Bitterness is one of the root. There's two evil roots. The love of money. We're not going to get into that. Some other boot camp lesson we will. But bitterness is, a root of, is one of the roots of evil. Why? Bitterness is blaming God for what the enemy has done. And it's the doctrine of error where people say, well, only God knows. And I don't know, you know, he needed an angel. God did not need my daughter in heaven. She was seven years old when she died at my side with a tree branch going through her brain. Okay. And like I said, you can see all this in my book, Joy Comes in the Morning. And I've got 
video teachings on it and that kind of thing. I want you to know, God did not do it. He even left a picture, which if I thought of, I would have it up here. So one of the boot camps, I'll put it up here. But she drew a picture of a demon fleeing from the tree that was in our side yard that she was the last thing she drew. And she, I know she thought she was drawing a picture of a big bird. And um, she did not have the best artistic skills. She was more like her mother in that area than her father. But anyway, the bottom line was, when the Lord gave me that picture that she had drawn, he said, I did not do this to you. I never do this kind of thing. God cannot do evil. Okay, God cannot do evil. And somewhere in this boot camp, I'll teach you the difference between judgments of God and evil. They're totally different things. So anyway, so he, he, he brought me through. He gave me grace. He walked me through that affliction and he was glorified. And, and just so much has happened from that uh, 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 orphanage we helped take care of and finance in India in her name that they were so kind to name it after her. And just so many things, so many things, which it's kind of neat because, you know, while I'm doing this, it, her birthday is, in a, is actually in uh, two days. And, um, and so I'm doing this now. Our first one of Holy Spirit Boot Camp is in honor of my daughter, Lauren Elizabeth Foster, who went to be with the Lord at the age of seven and who I saw in heaven with my own eyes as Jesus picked her up and everybody was shouting and worshiping and praising him. And he carried her around as if she was a champion. And that's how we get to go to heaven. We, she was an overcomer. At seven years old, she was already baptized in the Holy Spirit, loved Jesus Christ, witnessed other people. And it was amazing how she glorified God. And that's what I want. I want to have that champion March, when the Lord says, well done, good and faithful servant. And everybody goes, yay, because we've been cheering you on from heaven. So it's time to get out of your boring little lives of watching TV, your favorite show, and doing a little social media, and going to a job, and back from a job, and nowhere in there glorifying God, nowhere in there sharing with someone um, what God has for you to share with someone. Every single day, if you yield to Holy Spirit, he will make a way for you to glorify him. So it goes on here and it says, um, and our hope for you is certain, knowing that even as you are shares of suffering, you will also have comfort. Now, look how much he's talking about suffering. He's a true apostle, okay? He's a true apostle appointed by God. And yet he's not ashamed to say, hey, I have suffered. But he overcame and we want, to learn how to overcome. We want to glorify God in the sufferings. Don't ask for suffering. You don't have to ask for it. Just know when it comes, God wants to lead you, teach you, change you, establish you, and then have you go and train and help others. So start doing that, right? You've got to start doing that. All right. He goes, for brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant as to our afflictions having happened to us in Asia that we were excessively burdened beyond our own power. Now listen to this. I want you to hear this. Listen how desperate this powerful apostle was. He said, um, we were excessively burdened beyond our own power. So as for us, even to despair of living, but we ourselves have the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust on ourselves, but on God, the one who raises the dead. He delivered us from a great death and does deliver in whom we have hope that he will still deliver us. So, Part of the Holy Spirit boot camp for me has been in situations that were extremely dangerous. 
Um, and so I don't know what time is it. Let's see. So it looks like we're going to have to continue that on our next boot camp. So I encourage you to check out the next boot camp that's going to be about walking through such um, horrific trials that you literally could have been killed and God delivered you. And we're going to share that in our next boot camp episode. I hope you guys will join us for these. You'll check out our different places. We'll put this. We're going to have a YouTube channel, Facebook Live. Uh, we're going to have it on our um, beautyfreshes.org under our mentorship and partnership. And this is an exciting journey that I want to take you guys on. God bless. And I hope to see you next time at Holy Spirit Boot Camp. Now, if you love this teaching, and you better say you love this teaching, then we want you to check out our web at beautyforashes.org. There is so much teaching there, and there's a resource uh, library there. And also, check out my Facebook page at Cindy Foster Beauty for Ashes Ministry. We'd love you to partner with us and come along for the ride into the apostolic. God bless you.